Happy 4th of July. Today, I'm going to discuss kindness. I strive to be a kind person. In our culture, fortunately, it is popular to be kind. For years now, some of us have heard and seen the phrase, random acts of kindness. There is even a television commercial about one company's random acts of kindness. It is a high compliment to describe someone as kind or as kind and loving. The fact that we revere kindness and focus on kind acts is a sign of hope, whether it be for a person, our church community, our cities, our county, our country, or even the world. I don't need to seek definitions of kindness in the dictionary and read them to you. We all know what kindness is. We know it when we see it. We know it when we feel it. We know it when we hear stories of kind acts. And we know when we are acting in a kind way. And contrarily, we know when we are acting in an unkind way. Kindness is such an important quality that Paul included it as a fruit of the Spirit, as you heard in today's scripture that Michael read from Galatians. This is the third year that I am speaking of a fruit of the Spirit. Last year, during the pandemic, I spoke of patience. And before that, in 2019, before we could even imagine experiencing a pandemic, I spoke of joy as a fruit of the Spirit. I'd like to talk a bit about fruit of the Spirit. Spirit is intangible. Spirit is not something we can hold or see, whereas fruit is real something we can see, feel, and eat, taste. Today, on the 4th of July, during the summer, we can celebrate and indulge in the beauty and taste of red and blue fruits, such as raspberries, blueberries, and blackberries, or other colors like yellow and red peaches and purple plums. Yet fruit also means something less tangible, a product, a result, or an effect, return, or profit, the fruits of one's labors. So what is a fruit of the Spirit as Paul described it? I have learned quite a bit about what Christian spirit is means as a member of this special church. While spirit is referred to in the Old Testament as life and breath, in the context of the New Testament, spirit also includes the concept of Trinity, God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. The more I practice my Christian faith, the more I understand the feeling and meaning of spirit in this context, I can feel the Spirit of God, Jesus, 
and or the Holy Spirit, the more I pray, worship God, and meditate and listen for God's message. As we have been taught, God and Jesus speak through the Holy Spirit. When we connect with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus' teachings, and with God's messages, we can feel and envision the spirit of that connectedness and the presence of God. If we pay attention, the result of our mindfulness and faithfulness in the spirit produces fruits or results as Paul identified them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The deeper our connection to God is, and the more we study and live the way Jesus taught us to live, the more Paul's identification of the fruit of the Spirit makes sense. Jesus taught us to live and act according to these spiritual principles and qualities. They are the fruit of the Spirit. So why did Paul identify kindness as a fruit of the Spirit? For the same reason, Paul stated, Love is kind at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Kindness is a quality of love. And as John wrote in his gospel, God is love. This reverence for kindness goes back even before Christ's time. The Old Testament speaks of kindness in the Bible passage many of us seek to follow. In chapter 6 of the book of Micah, titled, What God Requires, the Bible states, He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? The Bible tells us that love is kind and we are to love kindness. Three years ago, in June of 2018, Our church adopted our church culture, a written document to describe the spirit in which we strive to conduct ourselves in our church community and the culture we have created and seek to live by. Our church culture begins with these two paragraphs. Quote, as a community of faith, we love God seek to follow the path of Jesus, and are ever mindful of these words by the Apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you 
also must forgive. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. It's the end of the quote from our church culture. Michael read this passage from Colossians as part of today's scriptural readings. There is something about the words, clothe yourselves, that makes the quality of kindness, as well as the other qualities of humility, meekness, and patience, come alive. In other words, we cannot just think of ourselves as kind and loving or patient, etc. We need to act accordingly. Our actions need to reflect the spirit of kindness. As Micah stated, God requires of us that we love kindness. How do we love kindness? How do we clothe ourselves with kindness? How do we act out of kindness? By learning and following the way of Jesus. Jesus embodied the qualities of love and kindness. He lived and breathed them. As trite as it sounds, we have only to turn on the daily news to be deluged by all of the unkindness in the world. People murder, governments oppress and torture, people discriminate against others, and sadly, sometimes, or perhaps often, when we turn off the daily news, and take a look at our own lives, at our relationships, we may see that unkindness is just as prevalent as what we see on television. Are we treating our spouses, our partners, our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, our friends, our roadmates with kindness? Are we patient with them? Do we sometimes speak with mean language or with a harsh tone of voice? Are we quick to anger? Do we say things that we later regret? Do we try to justify our unkindness by blaming others? As human beings, we can all have moments of unkind behavior. In addition to my faith practice, Each day, I like to rely on practical words of wisdom that help keep me what might be unkind behavior in check. For example, Thomas Jefferson is quoted as saying, When angry, count to ten before you speak. If very angry, count to a hundred. Over the years, I've heard a wonderful acronym for how to respond rather than react when we are angry or upset with someone. It is based on the letters that spell the word think. We need to think about what we are going to say before we say it or act out of anger. Think. Is what I I am about to say or do, beginning with the letter T, thoughtful, 
Is it H, honest? Is it I, intelligent? Is it N, necessary? And finally, is it K, kind? The world is made brighter when people reach out in kindness and love. Kindness can start with us. How many times could we have smiled instead of frowned? Couldn't we have let someone ahead of us in traffic instead of barreling on by? Perhaps we could have picked up the telephone and spoken a few kind words to a friend or family member or sent an uplifting, kind, loving text message. To be kind means we to want to help others, to encourage or comfort them, to do something that serves or benefits them. Kindness can be as simple as a pleasant word or a caring smile. Kindness is like a flowering plant or a a tree that bears fruit. Pay attention to it. Water it. Nourish it. Tend to its needs, and it will flourish. We can make kindness a habit through our faith practices, including prayer, meditation, church attendance, and service to others. We can strive to make kindness a part of our individual spirit, just as it is a part of our church culture. Every morning, when I pray and meditate, I pray the following prayer along with some other prayers. Please, God, show me the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. Kindness, as a true fruit of the Spirit, is not just a term to describe actions, but a characteristic that describes people, people who habitually behave in a way that blesses and benefits others because of their character. Being kind to others is one of the most noticeable characteristics of a genuinely loving person. I'd like to conclude with this sweet, pithy poem I came across. I have wept in the night for the shortness of sight that to somebody's need make me blind. But I have never yet felt a tinge of regret for being a little too kind. Amen.